You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the Dort Podcast. It's the Dort Podcast. Rich Keith. It's the Dort Podcast. Hashtag. It's the Hashtag Dork Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Hashtag Dork. My name is Rich Keep, joined as always by Rorschach Von Dorschach. He is Davey Eyeballs, all hail the King of Ginger Ale. It's Ryan Davey. Davey, how are you? Just just loving life right now. Yeah. How'd you like your turn with Mac last night? Was that good? Not bad. You know, I'll, bad. I'll give him a spin. He can keep up. You know, I don't mind. He can keep up. Because we were supposed to do a uh, micro dork with Mac, but scheduling kind of fell through during mm-hmm. uh, Dorktober. Yes. We were going to do The Strangers, of all things. Yeah. yeah. Good one. Good one. Yeah. Have you ever executed uh, The Stranger? I've tried it, only only because I was yeah. told that it was something. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it didn't work. What percentage of the audience, I think, knows exactly what I'm talking about? Uh, since <laughs> oh, 90? 90, 95% of our audience is male, I'm going to say 90% of them know. Yeah what that is yeah believe it or not despite what i look like i've never even tried it you know it's it's a it's a fruitless endeavor and i'm here to tell you <laughs> as a wily veteran talking to it you don't don't do it so you're no. okay as a crafty veteran you're telling me don't sit on don't your hand your until time. it falls asleep and i'm trying to spank it i would push you more towards the southern backhand than i would <laughs> the stranger uh what i mean i <laughs> just for just for the audience again, what makes it southern? What's southern about it? Because you go under the leg, you go like under your hamstring, kind of. <laughs> so you go under the hamstring. You yeah. know, I'm trying. I'm trying to. You know, I'm not as limber as I once was, but that is. I mean, there's no good way to be caught doing it. I do. <laughs> it's like, have you ever done an AC Slater on the turlet? Uh, no. Is that good? <laughs> okay. You remember when AC Slater and Saved by the Bell would sit backwards? Yeah. So you, you rest your elbows on the water tank to take a sh- to take a schwitz. But the problem, have the problem you ever is, done in, that? In, in, well, here's the issue. I feel like there's several issues already. One of them is actually attempting it, which I did. This goes over to a friend's house. I'll be right back. No, no, it was at home. And wouldn't you believe it? The one time I don't lock the door and take a dump, and my mom comes in. And I gotta tell you, I'm here to tell you, Richard. The issue, the issue, aside from that, is uh, the physics of it. You gotta get, you gotta Donald Duck it. You get it naked. From the waist down in order to do it right. <laughs> so there I am. <laughs> you believe it. Your mom walked in on yeah. you. <laughs> and I'm like, 
and my mother, and my mother in her in her South Boston Randolph Randolph Massachusetts accent goes, "Oh, for Christ's sakes!" <laughs> That's not right. Oh, everyone who has a mother from the South Shore, just like, yeah, I know that. Yep. Oh, for God's sakes! So. I feel like you would just shit on the floor. <laughs> no, you don't. No? It's nice, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Some place for your hands. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I guess so your legs the don't a- fall the asleep. Slater. No, they don't. The AC Slater. Yeah. Because you take oh, a little pressure off with the elbows on the water tank, you know? I do feel like this, going back to the southern backhand, if you don't mind. I do <laughs> no, feel let's, like, re- let's, put, let's put a pin in that. I let's do feel back, like yeah. that would be, there would be questions asked if somebody mm. walked in on that. Just, yeah. And you got to, I mean, there's some dexterity as well. Oh yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. you know there is a little bit of flexibility involved there. There is yes. a little bit of um, liability, maybe. Yeah, as well, you yeah. really work the core there. You know. Oh, Dorkbudcast. Welcome to Dorkbudcast. This was about Watchmen. This is yeah, no, it is. Watch- it is. Oh, you right, see get, that? Let's get to the news. This will get you excited, Ryan. I don't know if as excited as the Southern Backhand, but Shazam 2 Electric Boogaloo has a release date, April Fool's Day of 2022. Cool. Seems like a ways away. Okay. <laughs> um, Scarlett Johansson hosted Saturday Night Live. I caught yeah. some of it. I have not seen all of it yet. I have not seen all of it. I just Is that Colin Joe's girlfriend? That's the only thing I know her from. Fiance. Oh, fi- I was fiance. She referred to him as the love of her life on the air. Oh, boy. Yep. And how do you think Ryan Reynolds feels about that? Because Ryan Reynolds is the love of like 80% of the population's life. Ryan Reynolds is doing well, though. He He's doing all right. Kids with Blake Lively. I'm sure that I'm sure that ended amicably. Yep. It's like the rare upgrade from Scarlett Johansson, which you wouldn't think would be all that no. attainable. But. No. So apparently Colin Jost is good looking because I didn't know that. And I, I made a comment to uh, my wife and I was like, man, she goes from Ryan Reynolds to Colin Jost. And she was like, Colin Jost is good looking. I was like, yeah, I think I, to me, if if I were um, if I were to make a judgment on Colin Jost's looks, which I am in every position to do. Yes, that's what um, we're here for. Yeah. Uh, he's a little too milk toast for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's just like a... He's vanilla ice cream. Yeah. Like, if I wouldn't know him if I fell over him in real life, probably. No, he you just looks like He looks like every guy... I, I've seen this on a meme before, and I'm just yep. going to say it on the podcast and pretend it's my own, but it's not. Nope, take it. He he looks like the word lacrosse. <laughs> you see 10... He 12, looks I mean, like lacrosse. Yeah. You yeah. work you work at a prep school, you see 10, 12 Colin Joseph a day. You do, yeah. If if if, if that mm-hmm. a little TV update here, Ryan. The Mandalorian chugging right along, six episodes down, two to go. I think it's been pretty good. It's been pretty good. Um, people are kind of were. It was yeah, very souring on it. Bill Burr was very divisive. Like people were either loved it or hated it. I thought he was good. I thought he was fine. I thought the um, the horned people were a little annoying. The purple yeah. people, yeah. Were, the, the cat stuff, like <sighs> like I thought that was kind of annoying. That was annoying, but it was a good, like solid episode. It was a solid kind of like one-off where they're like, "Hey, we're doing like Mandalorian stuff, and we're gonna go like you know do do his thing." And uh, I still think 
the only kind of bad episode was the Gina Carano episode. Everything else, I love Gina Carano. And the well, thing that pisses, know, but... the thing that pisses me off too is like I would have liked this episode more had I not just seen that Rick and Morty episode about the heist. Oh yeah, <laughs> good point. You son of a bitch. You son you know? of a bitch. And that, like that was exactly what that episode was. So well, I, speaking I, of Rick and Morty, did you see the yeah. most recent one, the dragon one, the snakes? No, I one this one this week. Oh my god, I almost couldn't watch it. I know they're cartoon snakes, but it was I thought, so many snakes. But I thought the one was the dragons. It was the last the there was one this week. The, the, yeah, there was one this week. Oh, I missed it. I missed the, it. I thought that was I thought the season was like done. No, I think it was five. <laughs> I think this now no. it's done, I think. Okay. Justin Roiland tweeted out that it's his favorite episode of the season, and it was definitely funny, but not to spoil anything, but don't it's spoil like, it. I haven't seen it. I'll watch it tonight. There's just a lot of snakes. And there's I a lot just, of snakes. I, don't I know do you don't like snakes. snakes. I like the dra- we didn't talk about the dragon one. I like the, the dragon, dragon episode was funny. Yeah. That was pretty funny. Just soul bonds. Soul bonded. Drag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> soul bonded with Rick. Yeah. All right. Well, that's the news I got, right? Because we got a jam-packed episode. Yeah. So what, do we, what do we say? We get to your news. It's time for Davy's video game minute. Even if it takes more than a minute. All right. What do you got? So I. Uh, th- the big news that I have this week, and there's obviously there's other news that comes from this, but the video game awards awards were this week, uh, this past week. Um, I watched most of it. Uh, it was really boring. Mm. Like for an even for an award show, like it was boring. Like they didn't really give out like some of the award winners. Like I'll just go through them right now, just like real quick. Uh, game of the year went to uh, Sekiro: Shadows Die Twice, which is like uh, Ninja Souls is what you know. It's from the Dark Souls or you know. Okay. Bloodborne, Ninja Born, Blood Ninja, Ninja. So I, I actually got my hands on this game a little bit. It's fine. It's just one of those games that like yeah. I just, you know. Um, best score went to Death Stranding. So good for that game. This is yeah. the only thing it won. Uh, best narrative. This is really cool. Disco Elysium, a game I'm actually looking forward to playing during Christmas break. I, I, I talked about it a little bit on podcast past. It's actually like the coolest RPG I've played in a really long time. Nice. So uh, so that's good. Best fighting game, Super Smash Brothers, which took down Dead or Alive 6, Jump Force, Mortal Kombat 11, and Samurai Showdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, going through it, Shroud, creator of the year. Shroud. Uh, Shroud, yep. Uh, Counter-Strike player. Uh, best action game, Devil May Cry 5. Oh, okay. And the big one, Games for Impact, Gree, uh, the game G-R-I-S, that one, Games oh, yeah, for yeah, yeah. Impact. Which I, I love that I streamed that game. I absolutely loved it. it was that a, was the one that looked like um like a watercolor painting. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what I was gonna say. So that was yeah. awesome. But so uh best multiplayer game. What do you think won that? That came out this year? Yeah. Best multiplayer game. Of all the games you could play with another person, what was the best game you think? Uh Apex? Apex. Like does anyone even still play that game? Did that win? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um and then know. best ongoing game went to Fortnite, and I don't know who the fuck is voting for this, but Overwatch is a, Overwatch is a much better ongoing game. Oh God. Uh, Beat Saber won best VR game. Absolutely should have won that. Yeah, I remember Absolutely. talking about that. Oh yeah. my God, so fun. Um, so that's kind of best role playing game. Best okay. So fresh indie game, best role playing game, best indie. Oh, so sorry, best role playing game, best indie game. All went to Dis- uh, Disco Elysium. So wow. Hmm. Yep. So, it, uh, yep. Uh, Overwatch was an army. So, yeah, we're all blah blah blah. But the big news that comes out of this, obviously, uh, a lot of good game trailers. One, it just blew my mind, um, and the release of the Xbox Series X. 
which is going officially going to be Xbox's new console. Mm-hmm. Um, it looked like you could stand it up or lay it on its side. It looks like a PC tower. Like we are, we're there. We're yep. at the point now where these two worlds have just like kind of merged. Um, and the one trailer that blew my mind was actually one that was promoting the Xbox, um, the Xbox Series X, and that is a game called Senwa's Senwa's Saga. Um, I played this game. I streamed it. A game uh, Senwa's Hellblade. Okay, so this is actually Hellblade Two, and they do the trailer. Richard is the most metal thing I have ever seen. If I ever, well, I'm in if on I that. ever come out to like a fight yeah. or something like that, Which if we ever get involved with Rough and Rowdy, like That's this is point. the song I'm coming out to. All right, good, good to know. It's good to like have that ready. Yeah, it's a, a song. I looked it up. Face off. It is a song by a band called High Lung. High Lung. High like H. E-I-L-U-N-G. Okay. Uh, they are guys from Denmark, Norway, and Germany. And their Wikipedia page says, their music is based on texts from artifacts of the Iron Age originated by the Northern European peoples of Celtic and Viking Age. So they sing these like black metal Viking they Celtic songs. Yep. I'm all, and it just, I'm all like, in. I'm all watch in. Watch the trailer. It'll blow your nuts off. It's awesome. <laughs> um, but also, oh my God, you just, you'll just want to like fight I think something. I will be. All right. Uh, so we got some cyberpunk stuff. We got some, I'm just like scrolling through as fast as I can. All my notes. Wait, so um, I got a question. I got a question yeah. for you. Uh, Xbox series X and PlayStation five are both mm-hmm. coming out holiday of 2020. Are you going to get either one? And are you going to get it like when it comes out? I think I'm going to get definitely one. I'm, I'm leaning towards PlayStation right now only because the con the the um, exclusive content for PlayStation is way better than that of yeah. Xbox. It, it definitely um, it, and you know, I'm not going to not play right. like the new Spider-Man game. Right. I'm not going to not play. Um, I can't think of any Xbox uh, PlayStation exclusives off the top of my head right now. But um, at this point with cross play, like cross play is going to be the standard. I don't think it matters. I really don't think it matters. Oh yeah. That's a good point too. That's going to um, probably happen a lot. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that I was really excited about, you might be excited about, uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 has a DLC coming out called The Rise of the Phoenix. Ooh. In which they feature new characters Phoenix. Okay. Cable. I like that. Gambit. Classic. And Get him Iceman. A movie. Ooh, finally getting his just due. Robbie Drake. Guy's a fucking original X-Men and they just yeah. shit all over him. Uh, there was a new trailer for Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, they showed their first look at the Joker in Mortal Kombat, which those fatalities, I am very much looking forward yeah, to. Yeah, that'll be good. That'll be very uh, strong. Let's see. And that's that's all I have to say about that. There's some really cool games coming out. I know we get a, we get a lot to talk about today, Rich. We got a lot to unpack, right? Uh, yeah, Ghosts of Tsushima is a PlayStation exclusive game. It looks really cool. Okay, bye. Okay. We're done. Ryan, uh, are you ready for the topic du jour? Ryan, I'm sorry. I'm glad you asked. It's the topic of the day, and today it is the HBO series Watchmen. It was nine episodes, uh, all about an hour long. Uh, it just concluded this past Sunday, and uh, I say season one. It may be the whole series right here. We don't know yet. We'll get into more of that as, as we get going here, but we begin as we do with all of our TV and movie reviews spoiler-free. And I'll start by asking you, Ryan, did you like it? I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Every second of it. Every second of it? Every second of it. 
Oh, interesting. Because we have mm-hmm. not spoken since the finale. No, we have not. Uh, I love the show as well. Now, mm-hmm. as somebody, you and I had both read the comic and we mm-hmm. had both seen the movie. How important do you think that that was? I think it was. It's not essential because Agreed. it, in and of itself, is its own thing. Yeah. Um, and I think they do a really good job of explaining who all the players are. Yes. Um, some of them they don't they don't really explain a lot. Um, but it doesn't matter, um, no. uh, because in the end, like they are who they are. Um, one character in particular, um, I think they, they do like sort of with Damon Lindelof, and I never saw Lost, but I get the gist. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I love the leftovers. But I think it's not, it's it's never to me anyway, like Mister Robot or Legion confusing. But there are a lot of questions that are out there, and I think having knowing who some of the characters were, including some of the original characters i think that helps because it was just oh yeah yeah. it was like a few less questions that i had because i was talking to some people at work about it and they're like well what's the deal like with this guy and like is this really going on and they're like i'm like well those are from the book so like yeah that did happen and this didn't happen you know what i mean so like Mm -hmm. it's just a few less things but again if you've never even heard of it it's still a show you can watch and then if you were the other thing i would say though is if you were a huge fan and you propped it up as like Mm -hmm. this is the best comic ever I didn't like the movie and I'm worried about what the show was doing. I wouldn't worry about it. I think it's great. And what the main thing you can tell is that everybody that worked on the show, including Damon Lindelof, love Watchmen more than we do. (laughs) Like they're they're obsessed with it. I like it's in like top 10 favorite books of all time. Yeah. And it's, it was important to me that this was done correctly. And it absolutely was. I, I don't think like to, to your question though, I don't, I don't think reading the comic book is important, but I feel like if you didn't read the comic first and maybe you saw the movie, but you jumped in on this and was like, kind of want to see what it was all about. Those people are now definitely reading Watchmen. Oh yeah. True. Just to kind of round out. Like, so you get that you understand it as a, as a self-contained story, but the deeper understanding obviously comes from reading the book. And so Alan Moore uh, wrote the book and Mm -hmm. he hates everything. Mm-hmm. So if you know anything about Alan Moore except snakes. He loves snakes. Yeah. <laughs> snakes on a plane, snakes in a boat. Snakes no, he has house. like some like worship some like snake god. Like I'm not even making that up. Like that's like a that's a real He's thing. He's an odd dude to put it very very mildly. Yeah. And so he has written some of the great uh comics of all time, like The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, which was a terrible movie, V for Vendetta, which was a good movie, From Hell, which was a decent movie, mm-hmm. uh Watchmen, um he took his swamp hand. thing. Uh, he wrote swamp the, ki- thing. the killing joke, which I was is say, like, yeah, he got that was like the his one crack at Batman, which was good. Mm-hmm. But anyway, he hates all this shit. His name's not even on it. Like he doesn't want to be associated with it. And we mentioned this a little bit last podcast. He'll probably never watch it, but I feel like even he would have to like this. Uh, and he he the thing that pisses me off is he would never admit that he did. Right? No, he wouldn't. you know, but like no, he wouldn't. It's good, man. Like it's, it's good. Like it's good, it's dude. it's handle. It's your work is respected. Yeah, it's honored and it's expanded upon, which is like the. It's it's an incredibly ambitious thing that they did. Yeah, and incredibly well done. It really is, and like blending uh brand new characters with old characters mm-hmm. and taking that storyline and like the major 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 plot point of Watchmen and like continuing the universe now like mm-hmm. it's so well done 
is this to you? And we have we have time to digest this, and we're going to do a best of 2019 uh, probably in a few weeks from now. Is this the best TV show of 2019? I would take that a step further, Richard. It's coming. You ready? Oh, my God. I am sitting down. That should help. This is the best first season of any show I have ever seen. <laughs> like, Okay, it's not Breaking Some, Bad. Well, it, It's not The Sopranos. It's not Game of Thrones yet. Somebody did not see Ghost Whisperer. But this is the best first season of a show I have seen in all of my days. Oh, boy. All right, so... I'll get to a point in spoilers that I want to mention right off the top. I'll, I'll get to that in response to your thing, but I don't mm-hmm. even want to. I don't even, you know how I am with spoilers, so I don't even want to get to that. But um, so clearly, hashtag dork score, you're going with six. I'm going to go with a five and a half, mm-hmm. and I love it. And to me, it's still in the mix of best shows in 2019. I think I might have the boys ahead of it. Mm-hmm. That might be it. Like, the boys, the boys is more entertaining. Right. I will give it that, but this is just like story writing, like writing. This is directing. Deeper. This is there's more real issues in this, no doubt. Yep. Mm-hmm. But I'm I am a simpleton, and I like when things explosion. Uh, I like, I like explosions, explosions, <laughs> explosions, and sacks. Yeah. Uh, so the boys I like. Um, I think you should leave. I love, but that's obviously like a different kind of show. Barry was really good. But yeah, Barry Watchmen, is really good. Watchmen's gonna be right in that mix. So mm-hmm. uh, five and a half. Maybe I could talk myself up to a six by the end of this uh spoilers or do you want anything else there obviously watch it go please god watch yeah it. And, and, and like watch what it doing what else are you doing what are you doing what are you shitting might... on the shitting on the toilet face backwards what are you doing <laughs> ac slider show your dumps come on <laughs> you can rest your phone right there on the tank yeah you can, you can it's watch great it. no problem it's great <laughs> i would just be afraid of like <laughs> village well no because it's great because you know like on toilet seats the i have the one that has like the little lip in front of it there yeah like it down the down the middle you, you know it's a nice <laughs> it keeps it in you so know you still put the seat down right oh yeah okay yeah i'll try it <laughs> oh my god I'll, I'll, I'll give it a go <laughs> give it a go all right spoilers ryan spoilers, yeah let's spoilers, do it spoilers. spoilers all right so before we get into how we're gonna break this down which there, yeah. it is it is vast there's a lot to to get to here but i would just say um i and it, it's funny that you said it's the best single season of television first season first, first season. season first season of television yep and to me it it reminded me in a way of true detective which i absolutely mm-hmm. loved and I loved it so much that going into the last episode, I didn't know what I even wanted, but I just knew yep. the expectations were so high. Yeah. And I don't by any means think it was a bad finale. I just was left like, okay, like some good stuff, some stuff that I'll, I'm going to question as we get going. But it was like, just like the true detective finale, like the, the show was so good. I would say the first eight episodes seven seven episodes or whatever the show were were almost flawless and then mm-hmm. it was like it kind of sped up and then ended yeah i was like okay so that's kind of where i'm at with that um i think the best way to do this is probably like a character breakdown rather yeah. than episode breakdown because there's gonna be so much like the show time jumping like we're gonna be like kind of all over the place so what we'll do is we'll separate on the new characters and the old characters and just try to do whatever you want, like the best parts, the worst parts, your favorite things, whatever, as it relates to the one mm-hmm. character. Um, let's start with who I think 
is with all the characters in it, the main character and who the story is really about. Mm -hmm. And that would be Angela Abar who plays sister Knight. And what a cool character and what a cool origin story to like all of this stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, and just, um, and they do such a good job of like fleshing her out as a character and like what, where the name sister Knight comes from. Yeah. Pretty cool. You know what I mean? That's pretty cool. And just kind of, um, Everything that kind of happened to her. I thought she was such a complete badass. And I also felt like, I don't know if it wore off or what, but I feel like she was, I wanted more of what we saw in the earlier episodes. Like I could have seen her dressed up as a nun, beating the shit out of people more. Like that part was, that was pretty powerful stuff. And again, Watchmen has, they basically take DC and Marvel characters and kind of, uh, create new ones but kind of based Mm. off of others right and so lindelof for this show obviously had like the original watchmen and like the original like uh minutemen like had those in mind but then to kind of set forth to create new ones which is like that's tough to do and so for sister knight to be one of those characters was awesome like it was great like her whole look was good like you know and like and it was believable and the whole thing and then you know you go back to her entire backstory and one of the one of like the pivotal parts for Sister Knight in this was her finding out who her grandfather was, mm-hmm. and he, it's revealed later on that that is Hooded Justice, mm-hmm. and so she meets him. She didn't even know him, and she meets him like in the wheelchair, and this whole thing finds out who he is. But then the episode where she takes the nostalgia, yeah, fucking crazy, and That's a crazy episode. What a cra- uh, what a crazy invention too. First of all, nostalgia. would you take that? Would you take that pill? Somebody else's, not somebody else's, or like my own. own. Yeah, you take your own. Yeah, probably. I wouldn't. No, you're done no, with the past. I'm done with that. Yeah. Past the past over here. Yeah, because what if you like get? Because you think of like drugs, and you think of like if you could get like a bad trip from anything. Like if you got a bad trip from that, like you say, if you went back to like the worst day of your life, uh, taking that pill. You know what I mean? Yeah, I wouldn't want to do that. No, but couldn't I be like, here are some good memories. Like I just want to go back to these like yeah. later on. I, I don't know if you could hand pick if you yeah. could hand pick your own memories, but yeah. What about when she? Uh, traced herself back, and it was when she was when Lady True was trying to help her. Yeah, and she thought she was hooked up to her grandfather, and then it, she ended up being hooked up to an elephant. Yeah, I. So <laughs> I listened to the podcast Damon Lindelof and this other dude. It's just three episodes, and so they recap the first three, then the second three, and then the final three episodes. Mm-hmm. So that's what it is. And I heard him talking about this, and. He was like his original idea was to have her maybe hooked up to a clone of herself, and the writer Uh-oh. the writers were all like, "No," and they're like, yeah. "We're already doing some clone stuff. Like we all we have the clones that are out on Europa. <laughs> what we have, a clone you know, moment we had <laughs> this week! Oh my god, with True's mom yeah. getting the yeah. you know. <laughs> oh yeah, we'll get there. We'll, yeah. we'll get there. But so then they're like the elephant, and like the point was like they wanted like the memories were trying to get pumped out of Sister Night, and yep. they needed to go somewhere. And elephants never forget; they have like the best memory. Yeah, and that like Lady True would want them somewhere, and that's like also her symbol. So I'm like, I guess it makes sense. But yeah. uh, so Sister Night to you at the very end of all of this mm-hmm. is she now Doctor Manhattan? No, I, I think she has manhattan-esque powers but i don't think she's a full blue person but it's funny my wife pointed out if you look now she's like super pissed 
Um, Who is your wife or Virginia? Yeah, because she no, she gets pissed when like you get something by her. Oh, what could buy her? So if you look at the poster for Watchmen, right, with um, Regina King on it. Is she glowing blue? She's blue. Mm. Like in the whole thing, um, we're into spoilers, right? Yes, we sounded so the, the whole, alarm. The whole thing with uh, Ozymandias. Remember they said, like, why'd you make him so old? They said that in one of like the early episodes when they first saw, like, why do you make him look so old? Oh, the statue. The statue? Yeah. Oh, that was great. Like, and she was pissed that they snuck it by her. Like that they, was good. They did that a few times. I have a question yeah. for you later on. We'll talk about what the best reveal is, but there's mm-hmm. been a few good ones. So I happen to think that she now is Dr. Manhattan. And I think it has to be, be, yeah. She's going to be able to walk on water. And I also thought it was pretty, uh, I thought it was pretty crazy in the finale when she's talking to her grandfather and he has a line, something like, uh, you can't, you can't heal while wearing a mask. Yeah, needs air. Because like wounds need like air that's to a good, heal. That's a good. Like that. That's a good line. Like that's pretty good. And like when you really think about it, like, because Watchmen is, uh, really at its core, like a lot about masks and mask vigilantes. And mm-hmm. Joe Keen Senior and Joe Keen Junior is in this. The senator Joe Keen Senior is the guy that in the comic he put in the ban on masked vigilantism yep. in like the seventies. And so all these characters wear masks. But like when you think about there's just like because they're like they're protecting themselves, but they're mm-hmm. also like dealing with so much shit. Like so many of the superheroes all grew up because they turned into superheroes because like Batman's parents died or like yeah, yeah. Spider-Man's fucking uncle died. Like all this shit. Like they all kind of are hiding something, but they're also but it also you know, but, protecting themselves and everything else. They're protecting themselves. Not only they're protecting the people they know and people they love, but they're also protecting themselves. And I've always had this view that like you somehow if you put a mask on and it's not really it's somehow it's not you you don't take responsibility for your actions yeah that's like you don't like trying to say too like you're yeah. you, you're allowed you're you're almost allowed to be like outside of yourself and you can be like more violent in a way because yeah. you're like this is the character that i am now like this isn't yeah. really me like I, I wouldn't do this when in reality yes you would like that is what you're doing and i i think about it all the time like if you were imbued with like the powers of dr manhattan like what's the first thing you would do take my pants off yeah, because you get a big blue dang, blue blue donger, <laughs> blue dang. <laughs> yeah, um, that was that thing was significant. Yeah, no, I mean, it was it was serious. You know, that was, you, you can't. <laughs> that was a real deal. You can't unsee it. No, you can't for sure. We got to bring it up. We got to bring uh, it up. It's, let's just. I mean, again, there's there's so much to get to with with Sister Knight, but mm-hmm. the you know when when you show her like in vietnam and like what happened to her parents and then like her whole like upbringing and, and like what happened thing. to her father like her like her father it's, and you you there's this i forget this book I, I was starting to read about like how like family trauma is like genetic and like the stuff that happened to like your grandparents and your parents yeah and so and on, so that's like, a huge that, part in this whole thing yeah like, that somehow gets genetic. passed on it's genetic it is pretty nuts and then yeah. speaking of uh you know trauma uh wade tillman looking glass uh, is a great new character as well, and what a and cool character! Really cool character. cool character. Sick mask. I love like mm-hmm. the reflection, like mirror guy, which is what Lori Blake calls him. But yeah, Looking Glass is a good name, and they plop him right in there, and he is in New York when the squid attacks, yep. and he is like thankfully saved. He's like he's obviously you know he sees so many people die. He's not one of the three million people that dies, but he sees that. And that 
fucks with him throughout the rest of his life. Yep. And you find and I love that you find out that like his hat is lined with that like tinfoil stuff. Crazy. And the mask is made out of that. And that so it's like functional, but it's also like protected, like it's protecting him. And there's like scenes where he is eating yeah with like it's all over his face but just not his mouth which is and reminiscent that, of rorschach yeah rorschach and, does that and watchman yeah. it would do that mm-hmm. but at first you're just like i mean he obviously is dealing with a ton of ptsd but at first you're like man he just really likes his costume but then it's revealed that like not only does he like that he thinks he needs it yeah you know and that that's pretty good and then and what awesome, a cool like i don't know if it's a superpower but like what a cool thing that like he does so do you think he really can tell like is he like a human stenographer or whatever? Not stenographer. I think, what the I think this like what's the live um, person called? Uh, like Robert. De- remember Robert De Niro? He's like um, it's a polygraph. Like a polygraph. Poly- yeah, human yeah. stenographer. That's the fucking yeah. person that makes <laughs> notes in the court. Yeah. Uh, is he is he a human polygraph? I think there's like a science behind it, and I think he's like mastered the science. I think he's like quote, um because when he gets like kidnapped. I think people were like, well, he kind of like, how did he fall for that? But the reality is that girl that like convinced him, like really actually never lied to him. Oh yeah. No, you know what I mean? So like, yeah. I think he might, I think he m- might not be full of shit. No. And I remember they, I thought one of the coolest things too, is like his day job is like, he does like focus groups. Yeah. It's not his day. His day job is being a police officer, but like his yeah, side they, like, br- and they like, bring him in there for that. They bring him in as like a consultant for like focus groups. I also thought but it was the- cool when, when uh, Joe Keen brought him in and shows him the footage of Adrian Veidt talking to Robert Redford, like in the future, like filming something mm-hmm. and then like doing it in the future and be like, you're going to be president. And, like, how do I know that? And all this other shit, because of all the people, it blew his mind probably the most. And he's like, wait a minute. Like that. So that, isn't real like it's not a real yeah. squid from somewhere else like this guy yeah. fucking made it and he knows he's telling the truth he does is, yeah and then he thought about throwing all his shit out but then he still was like no he's like i i still need this shit yeah you know what i mean like that was fucking that was good uh you got judd crawford and his wife uh who both are racist dickheads in the seventh calvary yeah did you think did you think he was a bad guy at first or were you like, no, maybe he's not? I always feel like there's that twist. You know what I mean? Like yeah, someone you trust and it's someone coming. who's a mentor, like they're not as good as you think they are. Um, yeah. And I liked, you know, Don Johnson in that role, but I also liked the role that that played, like how that was like, I guess you could call it like inceptioned. Like, yeah. into, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, which is a really cool thing too. Because part of me was like when they found the Seventh Cavalry, like basically like the KKK suit in his house. Part of me was like, wow, maybe that was planted. Maybe mm-hmm. and you're like, nope, he's just. And then when you find out that the Crawfords like befriended Sister Knight and Cal because of what they suspected, like that was kind of a fucking yeah. crazy thing too. Like that, yeah. was, that was nuts. Um, Lady True is another great, great new character. A worthy adversary. Yes, which obviously Ozymandias was desperate for. He did not yeah. have one on Europa, but he, he had one here. So she is now the smartest woman in the world. She's a billionaire. You're not sure how she got her billions. Um, did you need her to be Ozymandias' daughter? Because I didn't. I did and I didn't. I think it it puts a nice bow on it. And it also, like you said, I mean, it helps his character. Because like how you have two essentially and because he's the one who kind of has to explain her and like what her motivations are. It's a good point. Because he would and I think 
he fell short of saying this be like this is what i would do like i would do the same thing it's a good and he says point. takes one to no one but like right because how else would he have made it back like you would have had to tell a different story but i was just like you know I, it doesn't need to be like Star Wars where everybody's a Skywalker or everybody's right. related, you know? And I was like, all right, Lady True is a cool enough character on her own. And then you find out that she is the daughter of Adrian Veidt. And as you mentioned earlier, um, she is created by her mother mm-hmm. who worked for Ozymandias. As a cleaning lady. As a cleaning lady. Cracked the code, got in there because behind a giant painting of Alexander the Great is a whole ton of his semen. His seed, which was his conceived seed. by both the stranger and the southern backhand. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> that's what he did. He had so a label did, as Yeah, such. he had to do different moves for every sample. That's why he had so many. Right. And yeah. then she obviously picked the right one and shot that puppy right up there. Uh, don't breathe style. Like that yeah. guy in the basement <laughs> trying to get that done. Right at the, sno- uh, right at the snoot. I also did like the scene where they showed. And again, there's so much uh, time jumping around. Yeah. But when she goes to Antarctica... And like opens the door and Vice just like, like, listen, you can't use my bathroom. Like, get out of here. Yeah. And she's like, I'm your daughter. And he's, and he's like, okay. like, I will never fucking call you that. Yep. Just and kidding. What do you say? Like, you're, you know, you didn't earn, like, I, I inherited a big thing and I gave it away and you're going to start from nothing. I started from nothing. You're going to start from nothing. I won't even call you my that daughter. That is cool. Dude, Ozzy, we'll get to Ozzy Man just because he's yeah. obviously one of the returning characters. But like, what a fucking awesome, awesome character. Like a great yeah. villain. Like the mastermind, like. The, of the mastermind of all masterminds. So in addition to Lady True, you also have Joe Keen Jr., who we kind of met, referenced before. Yeah. But these are the two people who are making a run at Dr. Manhattan. They both mm-hmm. feel like they would be better off with Dr. Manhattan's powers than they would. So Joe Keen's using all of the racists, and he also – he claims <laughs> that he's not a racist, but, like, he clearly he's super is. super racist. He yeah. Clearly, dude, y'all are. Yeah. And then Lady True has the whole doomsday clock tower thing. Mm-hmm. And so you're you're waiting for the watchtower, whatever you want to call it, like you're waiting for that thing. But they both want to make a run at it. And the thing is, which is interesting, you mentioned if you were Dr. Manhattan, what would you do? And both of these characters and others, but these are the two that want to take it from them, they just feel like Dr. Manhattan is not using them, not using his powers correctly. Well, he's not doing anything. And that that's the issue. Is that he could, and I think someone says at one point, like he could have, he was lazy, like he could have done so much more. He could have, he's adult, and we'll get to him. He's a drip, but we'll, we'll, we'll get to, we'll get to Dr. Manhattan. And I, I remember reading the book and thinking that, like, were I Dr. Manhattan at some point, if you saw time the way he did, if you could do what he did, wouldn't you become detached from other people? Wouldn't you not care anymore? Like, yeah, it probably. It, I don't if you care. Really think about like, it, it, it. Doesn't does, matter. It makes sense. Yeah. Now he does basically single handedly win the Vietnam War for America. Like, yeah, and, and then Vietnam like, becomes the fifty first state. Mm-hmm. And so he does that, and then he's like, "I'm going to the moon." He's Just like, "This fucking, this is lame. Not, yeah. not going to the moon. Though. I'm going to Mars." And it's funny because at the end of the Watchmen comic, he does make a, a, a he claims some or he he tells everybody, "I'm going to go create life." Some, something mm-hmm. like paraphrasing. Yep, and he does, which it. is interesting because he does, and he goes yep. to Europa and he takes these two people. And well, anyway, we'll get to him. I, I, I'm jumping around. Yeah, we'll get to him. But uh, yes, yeah, so Lady True, Joe Keen. It's funny because you can be like a good guy or a bad guy, and either way, you're like, I would do more with Doctor Manhattan's powers. Yeah, uh, Dale. Petey is another new character. Mm-hmm. Now, Dale Petey 
is the young FBI guy who works with Lori Blake, and she even mm-hmm. bangs him at one point. He knows so much about mass vigilantes, yes. which is pretty cool. Like he, he loves them, and he is also the answer to who is Lube Man. Yes, and I thought this was fascinating and something that Rye the girl picked up on before I did. Okay, and she said, you know, through her own research and stuff, she's like, you knew it was him. And she said it got by her, but she eventually you knew it was him because he whispers something to Lori Blake after they get Angela. And that's when they say, oh, well, we know he was in a wheelchair mm. and he saw her throwing the wheelchair in the trash. Nice. So that's where like that ties together. He also and it's a different mask. But when he's on the plane with Lori, he says, oh, I brought a mask so we can like blend in. And Lori like makes fun of him or whatever. Yeah. But he literally did. That's not that one. Like he had like the one actually it looked like the Just game like a- warden's mask. Yeah. Um, but he was Lube Man. And so I didn't read all of this. But if you go to HBO.com, they have a whole thing. Because just like in Watchmen, there's sort of like that second story going on. But there's also like journals and newspaper articles. Like, like files. Yeah. Files. Yeah. There's so much shit. Like there's so much extra shit beside the actual like comic right there's so much reading in watchmen and so hbo did a whole thing after each episode and they called it pdpedia and so dale <laughs> Petey had all these different reports and one of the reports was about cal and sort of you might have been able to piece together that he was dr manhattan even before based on yeah. some of the stuff but also the pdpedia there's a lot of details in there and it doesn't straight up say he's lube man but it does like it yeah you know, it, there's something uh, about like a thing of Chris. They found like Crisco or like oil or something like they that. They found Crisco like after, and and he yeah. wanted to stay in Tulsa and like so they let him. So he doesn't work for the FBI anymore because he wouldn't go back to DC. He had unfinished business in Tulsa, and even the other FBI agent writing about him is like he clearly is obsessed with like vigilantes, and he's yeah. like, and like we may be investigating him at some point. Like it's it's pretty it's pretty so it's, on the nose. It is Pete. It's him. And I was one of the things that I was going to the episode of like, who the hell was that guy? <laughs> you know, yeah, because they don't answer that in the finale. And like, yeah. and so I I saw there was uh, I forget if it was on the podcast or I think it might have been an interview he did with Vulture, but Damon Lindelof was like, we also wanted to throw a bone to the people that were reading the Pedipedia and were like, yep. you know, doing the extra stuff. And so because that's not a major plot point by any means so if you want to throw them a bone i'll go for it uh two other new characters uh i liked that were sort of like the new watchmen if you will was pirate yeah. pirate jenny and red scare were both yeah. pretty good I like which that. were good a good uh i love how the the red scare was just like the most russian dude ever <laughs> like he's yeah. just like that the yeah. jumpsuit and just like the, the shitty mask yeah. you know the fucking pirate jenny yeah and then there's the dude panda there's like fucking yeah. panda. <laughs> like all right dude you're panda yeah. you're fat right. panda the old characters, Ryan. Let's start with John Osterman, aka Doctor Manhattan, aka Cal Abar. And it's funny because as you're watching it, Cal seems like a good dude, but kind of like generic, right? Like he yeah, like seems a boring. little boring. Like he's nothing to him. Like he's just dead behind the eyes. And that and that Jesus Christ when that and I said. To yeah. you, like I picked up on it like five minutes before it was revealed. Yeah, me too. I like, was I like, definitely, oh did, shit. I didn't, and then it's great too because like there's the scene with Lady True and like uh, uh, Angela, and she's like, are, are you done fucking around basically? Yeah. 
Like that was so good. And but like you're pushing, you're putting it together. And yeah, I didn't know. I certainly didn't put it together before that episode. It was during mm-hmm. that episode, but it was before the reveal happened. And you're like, this is some crazy shit. And it's funny. A couple of things you really do looking back on it, realize like, wow, this guy played it perfectly where he's like, I'm a human being, but there's not really much of a backstory. Uh, when they're talking about uh, Lady True is the great line. She's like, you know, like full. Um, uh, what the fuck is the word when you when you forget shit? Amnesia. <laughs> amnesia. Yeah. <laughs> I seriously couldn't oh, think of it. Ironic is that. Yeah. But, but she's like, yeah, she's like, you know, nobody goes like full amnesia. And Angel's like, well, he did. And you're like, all right, well, something's up there. Yeah, it's um, rare. But she's like, it's very, very rare. Like, yeah, I also thought, me. and again, this is this is not necessarily a huge clue, but they made sure to show him having sex with Angela. And like, Doctor Manhattan has sex in Watchmen. Yeah. Again, a lot of characters have sex, but I'm just saying, like, that's one specific who does, and they showed it. But the thing that jumped out to me, and I and I, I um, I didn't know what it meant, but I was like, this could be something. Was Lori Blake? who obviously she went out with Dr. Manhattan for like 15 years. She like goes out of her way to make some sort of comment to Angela about how hot her husband is. Yeah. She says something in like one of the early episodes and she's like, like a couple times, like maybe it was, maybe it was more than once. A couple times. Yeah. Oh my God. She's like, his husband was like so fucking hot. And you're like, yeah. All right. Like that. Yeah, I mean, he There's is, something. but like, that's an odd thing. And you wonder if that's like a like a chemical thing, like if she, right, like she send... kind of know. Yeah, I mean, obviously she was surprised, but my point is like, there was something about him, which is what. She or liked. if like the, if she, it's like it was revealed, and she's like, oh, that's what, like that's mm-hmm. why, you know. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but so that was that was good. Now he is a, for lack of a better word, a mind fuck. Because as soon as Dr. Manhattan pops out, so the last couple episodes, there's mm-hmm. a big build up to him. And then he pops out. There's big blue dudes now floating around talking to you. And just talking to him is like, I don't know how Angela or Lori could deal with it. Because you can't. I like, couldn't talk to that guy for fucking 30 seconds. Like, and that would drive with that him. would drive anybody nuts to be like, you know what I'm gonna say. And right. that would like I don't um, even know what I'm going to say, and no. you know what I'm going to say. Like that's infuriating to me. And he's like, I've already lived this. And, and like, think, well, and think doing? of, and that's what I mean about him and about that character, and why that character is like almost better than Superman because Superman is kind of dumb. Superman's dumb, but he is like, he's like a bore though, Doctor Manhattan. That's what, but, like, but like, how bored would you be with everything I, if you were if you could why. do anything, that's go anywhere, be multiple versions of yourself, like know everything? Like, how boring would you yeah, just no, be? Everything and that's else. That's why, and that's why it's smart that they have him like that because he wouldn't be like super personable. So, oh, and they even make a point too, where like uh, Ozymandias is like, you have no imagination, you have no imagination, and it's, it's like, like, yeah, because and it's him. I'd be like, because I've fucking seen everything. Because they were like, so like Green Lantern. Yeah. If if Green Lantern and there's been a, like Hal Jordan's like the original, but there's a bunch of Green Lanterns and they can mm-hmm. do whatever they they can do whatever they create. Yeah. And so if you are a shitty, if you have like no imagination, mm-hmm. you and but you had the Green Lantern ring, you'd be horrible. Yeah. You'd be useless. And that's kind of what he is. He can do whatever he wants, but he's like, eh. But wait, and I think I think in his mind, it's like, well, what's the point? Like, if I fix this problem you have right now, like it's not gonna twenty years from now, it's not gonna matter. Like I said, yeah. this is stupid. But then like, the other all question of this too is, is like, Lindelof was asking questions like, well, like, why would he start a relationship that he knows is going to end poorly? Or why would he do this if he knows that's going to end? Like, why would he do this? Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I thought of, and I don't know if this applies to Dr. Manhattan or not, but it's like, 
why would you buy a dog? Right? Like, you know the mm-hmm. dog, best case scenario, is going to live 15 years. Yep. But, like, you're going to enjoy those 15 years or 10 yep. or 5 or you're going to enjoy the hell out of them. You know it's going to end badly, but you're not going to not do it. And so I guess any question that somebody would have, like, why would Dr. Manhattan be with Angela if he knows it's going to end? That's why. And I think to him, I mean, if 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 he's experiencing time all at once, yeah, like beginnings and endings are meaningless, right? You and know? that's why I am a little surprised. So, Lady True and Joe Keen, I don't think really understood what Doctor Manhattan was going through. They're yeah. like, "Oh, that's a waste of power." Angela does know, and she still eats the egg. Like that's kind of fucked. That's she knows what that's like. Right, and, and she's I had think, to talk to him, and she's like, "This guy is a mess." <laughs> like, yeah, like, um, and I, I, uh, I wonder, like, how much if he's smart, and he is, like, how yeah. how much of himself he left to her, because he, I mean, you sure if you can do that, you can control it. Oh, good point. You yeah. know, and there was yeah. that whole thing where he's like standing on the pool, and she's like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "I need you to see me out here. Mm-hmm. Like, I need you to see this. Like, yeah. you know." And um. And obviously he knew everything that was going to happen. And that's, you know, even the, you know, before he walked into the bar, like he knew where he was going, he knew what he was doing and all of this stuff gets set in motion. And the, the, the biggest mind fuck obviously is that like, she started it by yeah. accident. Yeah. It, like, uh, how, did Hood, it, how did Hood of Justice know? And yeah. Like, to her, it was an accident. He's like, he knew right. because, and like, he's like, I love that line where he's like, um, he says he doesn't know who that he, he doesn't know who Judd Crawford is. And and she's like, what? And he goes, but he does now. Oh, you know, that was crazy. And you're like, whoa. Like, like, <laughs> that was, and she's that like, was that whole awesome. thing was my idea. Yeah. He's like, what difference? It's and he said it's the chicken and the egg. Like, it doesn't fucking eggs, man. Yeah. And there's literally an egg at the end. You yeah. also I thought it was cool where Dr. Manhattan is wearing a Dr. Manhattan mask because yeah. they're celebrating him. It was like uh whatever day. And mm-hmm. that was pretty good. Well, they were still, and it was funny because they were still hiding who he who he was. Yeah, like, in the oh show, yeah, which yeah. is which is great. It's all about fucking masks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lori Blake, who is the second Silk Spectre in yep. the comics, and is uh, Doctor Manhattan's lover girlfriend for a long time. Mm-hmm. She also went out with Night Owl, but she was going out with Doctor Manhattan for a long time. Yeah, and the biggest regret I have is they mentioned him several several times. We don't see Dan Dryberg. We don't see Night Owl. Hundred percent with you. I wish we got him. We Just got, a little we, bit. We saw the original uh, Archie. We saw his original mm-hmm. like owl, and they uh, said he's actually in, he's in jail. They mentioned right. Oh, did they? Yeah, I think they mentioned he's actually in jail. Okay, I don't know. And don't the whole know thing that. with Lori Blake helping out and doing these things is to get yeah. just to get him out. Yeah. And she also never goes Silk Spectre. She Which never is, puts on yeah. the outfit, and she does say something to like Ozymandias. She's like, "Some of us change," which mm-hmm. is like she's one where she's like, "I'm no longer." doing this and it's funny because some of the shit where she's talking to looking glass and she's talking to sister night and she's kind of like making fun of them and you're like dude you were you were yeah. you were just like them for a while and this was when i was alluding to earlier like there were characters that they didn't really get into that much and she's one of them I, like, she started a house of fire her first episode was so good mm-hmm. and i feel like she got kind of wasted by the end and she was just sort of like caught and um She's like watching Joe Keen's whole plan play out, but that was kind of all she did. And then mm-hmm. she ended up getting taken. And then obviously there's the end with her and Looking Glass and Ozymandias, but it's like 
she kind of petered out to me. Like she started out so good because you were like, yeah. When when this show first began, you're like, Regina King is one of the great characters like of all time. Like she's so yeah. good. And then Lori Blake shows up, and you're like, holy shit, she has like now somebody like, like fucking head to head, fucking Silk Spectre, right? Like, you know. And then there's a little bit of a letdown. But if there's a season two, I'd be fascinated to see if Lori Blake, how much she's in it and what kind of happens with her. And yeah, and I, I I'm interested in seeing you know more of her, obviously. But again, like what I was saying is that. It didn't matter that she was Silk Spectre. You know, it didn't matter that like her parents were Minutemen and knew Hooded Justice. No, but I you did know? like how like like all the shit that was going on, like it's still a secret in the world about like the giant squid. Yeah. And like she knew the truth. She knew the truth. And that's and that was like I like, like what's that. his name? Looking like glass. Looking Glass looked at her. He's like, You knew? Like you yeah. knew this yeah. the whole time? And she's right. like, So that's my like, other yeah, question. Yeah. Like, are they gonna expose that? Um, that would be interesting in so far as like, cause what's, uh, Byung. So like True's daughter, mom, yep. Mom, daughter yep, is still alive. Right. And does she now go after Vite? Well, and that's the thing too. Cause Lori claims that she's going to arrest Adrian Vite because he killed 3 million people. And then he's like, well, what are you going to do? You're going to arrest Robert Redford too. And she's like, yeah. So like, yeah. I yeah. didn't like that. That's one of the parts of the finale. I did not like is that Ozymandias would even allow himself to be arrested or taken in. Like well, I didn't I, like that. He gets clubbed with a wrench by fucking looking glass. After like, catching a bullet. Yeah. But like, like at the same time, like does it matter to him? Like he, he can think I'll think anybody. Like what different even even yeah. even if he's like put me on trial. Like I'll I'll get out of it. Yeah, maybe he would. Like what that do you whole thing too, think, by the way, like the all the stuff like the you mentioned the trial, so the trial that he was on, which yeah. he just created, like that's all his creation. The whole and maybe thing he's practicing. The whole thing know, he it, wrote down, but it's like he knew how much time he had to kill there because he knows how long it takes to get. Because Lady True talked to him before. Yep, she's like she knows where Doctor Manhattan is, and she knows where Doctor Manhattan was. Like, is he created yeah. life there? But Adrian Veidt is there, and it also proves though to him. It's like all right, you can create like this great you know utopia type place but it's not what you want it to be it's nope. not and boring <laughs> it was cool though because like in the episodes where they would be in tulsa and then they would jump to europa but the time was different and again watchmen there's obviously very much about time there's a lot of ticking mm-hmm. clocks and everything but like one day in tulsa was like six seven months in uh, Europa, you know, like yeah. he's just driving himself nuts. Like he's writing all these different plays, mm-hmm. he's flinging guys across. And then that was another really good reveal was when he's throwing the bodies out because he knows he's in like a prison mm-hmm. and it says, Save me, D. You saw, yeah, that's all you saw was the D. And, and I, I thought, thought it was Dr. Manhattan. I thought that or Dan Dryberg, maybe like because Night yeah. Owl's a D. Yeah, uh, it turns out it's daughter. Um, but he was so good in this like of all the there's so many sister night you know funny, Lori, like, but ozymandias as uh jeffrey irons so yeah. or jeremy irons jeremy so, irons, so yeah. good so and he's like and not to draw dc parallels again but he's like the lex luther in yeah. all of this he's even better which is like he's got unlimited resources he has unlimited intelligence and it's just a cool kid it's like he at the at at the end, he's kind of like think out thinking himself at that point. You know, he, you think of all the comic book characters, is he the smartest? Uh, I mean, like Tony Stark is smart, but he's smart in like 
that way. You know, like science stuff. Yeah, I think it's more like an engineer mind. Like this guy's like, you know, he he knew the stock market. Like he made all his money in like stocks. He made all his money from like invention and like yeah. all that stuff. You know, so he he's like Rick, I think of Rick him like Morty. well, I think of him more like um, what's it, Bradley Cooper and Limitless. Oh, okay, yeah, <clears throat> you know what I mean. He's like I, I already know this. Like, I also like you know. every time he said Phillips or Crookshanks. Yeah, <laughs> pretty good. Um, but it was you know he might be because like you know Ozzy um, Doctor Manhattan is like I'm gonna go create life, and then he starts cloning his Adam and Eve like almost immediately. Yeah, with like no equipment. Uh, <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, but Doctor Manhattan made those first because those were right. those were his guys. But then yeah, he yeah. started cloning them. Like, oh yeah, yeah, in that in that yeah. pond. Pretty, pretty good, and it's like. Yeah. When that was a cool scene too, when he goes to him and he's like, "Would you be able to make me this thing where like I would like be able to blend in and like forget who I am?" And he's like, "John, I made that thirty years ago." Like that yeah. little thing for his head. He's like, "I already have that." Yeah, well, it's almost like that bat the Judas contract with Batman. Like I already yeah. know. I already, yeah, you know, I know your weaknesses. I know what you're going to ask me. I know. Mm-hmm. You know, I already have that thing planned out. Also, a huge character clearly was Will Reeves, uh, Hooded Justice, and I love that twist on it because Hooded Justice is in the original Watchmen. Mm-hmm. But to have him be a black guy at that time and having to cover himself, and he's the original masked hero, and nobody knew he was black. And I think this is kind of the thing that we kind of tiptoe around the, the issue of race in this show. Huge. Um, I mean, it was a. It's it's the it's, issue. It's the issue. Um, and how that kind of plays in, and how whether you consider it to be like on the no too on the nose or um, not enough. You know, I I think this was a huge thing um, in the characters of both Hood of Justice and um, uh, Sister Night. Sister Night, and that's why in the finale, it's 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 a good scene where he's like, "You can't wear the mask anymore." Like going back to that, like mm-hmm. you can't you can't wear the mask. And Lindelof was talking about this uh, on that podcast, and it is interesting. Obviously, there are not a ton of black superheroes, right? right. Like take a look at them; it's almost all whites. But you look at even some of the black superheroes like black panther is you know completely in a mask Mm -hmm. like you gotta go what like luke cage and blade like it's not very many and the other thing too is like those characters like um cyborg kind of but even he's like half got you can see half his face yeah and did i I don't remember i don't know my history though like um, a comic history that well where where did those characters have to live through you know that incident in Tulsa happened. Yeah, it did, which is nuts. You can look that whole yeah. thing up if you want. It was, you know, they did a little twist on it, but that happened. You know, and did did that's what came out of that. You know, yeah. And no, I know. You think about like the the superhero um, origin story that happens from like this great tragedy all mm-hmm. the time, and that's how big a tragedy with that for Will Reeves to go through that that incident in Tulsa. You know, it was nuts. And then he meets up with Captain Metropolis. They become lovers but he's also a complete dickhead and you know what i really wanted was more of that tv special that they were showing american hero story yeah but they were like who is the hood of justice it's like well you don't even know and then they show it's isn't one of the guys who plays superman who who plays him um i forget the the actor who plays on the tv show it's a like a good looking white guy yeah right yeah no no. (laughs) all right what do you think these are the five reveals. There's a bunch of different like reveals. Mm-hmm. But here are the five reveals, and I'm probably forgetting one or several. Uh, which one did you think was the best? When you found out that Cal was Dr. Manhattan, 
and then include in that scene where uh sister knight has to like rip his head apart with a hammer that yeah. was fucking nuts <laughs> Uh, when you realize that the Adrian Veidt statue was actually Adrian Veidt and he was like <laughs> Han Solo in Carbonite. Yeah. Um, not on, the Hood of Justice twist where Hood of Justice is a black guy like we we're saying, but he's also Angela's grandfather. When you find out that Lady True is Ozymandias' daughter or when you find out that Veidt is signaling Lady True from Europa. I would say... I love the reveal of Cal being Dr. Manhattan because it was right there the whole time. Yeah. You know, it was right. And and the fact that they had these telephone booths and there's this really cool monologue oh, yeah, where Lori Blake's telling the joke. I love that scene. That yeah. is so good. She's, and she's like, she's calling him on the phone and you know, this isn't the first time she's been there before. And no. she knows he's probably never he- going to hear it. And she's explaining like all of the Watchmen and like basically. what's happened to him and like yeah, when, and, right uh, when she's like saying like this guy did this and like trying to get into heaven and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. That was really good. that might have been. Now that you mentioned that, that's like one of my favorite scenes in the whole. And what's show. the punchline of the joke? About like <laughs> uh, something about Doctor Manhattan, right, being like a god, and then, like something about hell, like he's already there. I forget the punchline of the joke, but it's like I know. I just told you how much I loved it, and I don't remember. Um, <laughs> no, but the idea of Lori Blake telling a joke. And her father is the comedian. Like yeah. that, like, well, because doesn't she, she turns into the comedian, like in some one, some yeah. places. Yeah. Yeah. What's the fucking joke? I want to, no, it's going mean, to kill me now. We got to find that. We got to find that joke and just so we can read that joke. Yeah. But keep, keep going. I'll, I'll look. You keep going. Yeah. So you find that joke again. because that was, that was fantastic. But that was, really well done because there's also other comics too there's like beyond uh before watchmen oh i'm really the guy who threw the brick oh yes 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 yeah because yes. like i'm the, the girl who threw the brick. girl throws the brick up in the air or whatever yeah and mm-hmm. then at the end yeah that's right that was really good do oh, you well, want I... a season two or are you happy with this being it okay pause that for a second okay pausing it God gives her gives her a long look. I'm so sorry. I'm embarrassed. Seriously, this almost never happens, but I don't know who you are. And the woman looks up at God and says quietly, I'm the little girl who threw the brick in the air. And and a sound from above, something falling, the brick. God looks up, but it's too late. He never saw it coming. It hits him so hard, his brain shoot out of his nose. Game over. He's dead. And where does God go when he dies? He goes to hell. Roll on snare drum, curtains. Good joke. <laughs> That's like so good that, because they set it up too, where she th- throws the brick in the air, and it's like I don't know how many minutes go by, and the story is still going on. Yeah, but th- at that point, she's talking about all the different ones, right? Because she was like, all the different Watchmen. Yeah, but she doesn't like say them by name. But she she's like, you know, like what, what did pants. you do? Like, how many people did yeah. you kill? Like three million. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like he's like, oh my Jesus, and he's like, what? You know, I, I, you gave me all the smarts and all the world, and what'd you do with it? You know, I killed three, you know, 30 million people, 3 million people or something. You know what I mean? So that was, that was a really cool thing. So to answer your question, I don't know if I want a season two of this because I don't want this to turn bad. I know. I think I want this to just live in space. And I think HBO is not smart enough, but they have to be smart enough where if Lindelof is like, this is going to take me five years. This is going to take me 10 years to come up with another story. Let him. But yeah. it has to be him. It yeah. cannot be anybody else. No, I know. You know what I mean? Like, 
look what and not to not to tip our hat to our next our next week topic but like you gave i know you gave the story to ryan johnson who's a very talented guy but yeah. at what cost you know now you have I to know. go back and fix it you know i found the whole joke but i don't know if we want to read it's read long it's, it's long. long. Is it too yeah. long to read, or it's be a good? whole? I mean, she tells it throughout like the whole episode. I know, but it's like four yeah. or five paragraphs. Eh, all right. Um. Yeah, I'm with you. Like, I think it would be cool to do a season two, but if it's like you were saying, and Lindelof's like, I got to do other things, and like, probably better off not doing it. But you do the the beauty of this is you do have Dryberg who's still out there. You have Lori Lori Blake who's still out there. You have uh shit. Are there you any have other Lube man? You have Lube Man, Looking Glass, Ozymandias. You have Byung, yeah. who's still out there. Um, yeah, I'm mean, trying I'd, to think. I'd give it a go, but uh, again, you got to do it right because that's the thing with this is like you don't want to half-ass it. No, and it has to be done with care, yeah. you know. And yeah. I think that's yeah. that's important. Uh, anything else on Watchmen? Uh, again, Short of I, me I this cannot. I cannot, for the life of me. Uh, I recommend this show enough. Um, if you haven't watched it yet, the beauty of that is if you haven't seen it yet, and I don't know why you're listening to the podcast to this no, point. You, you've seen it. You've you've seen it. Uh, but like, recommend it to anybody you know. And the beauty of recommending it now is they can watch the whole thing. Yeah, that's true. You know? And we didn't even we didn't even touch the music by Atticus Ross and uh, Trent um, Reznor. Trent Reznor. But God yeah, damn good. it, was that good? It was really good. <clears throat> That's the other thing too is like in this day and age where it's so easy to just DVR <laughs> shows or wait and then binge watch it. Like this was one every Sunday at nine I had to watch. Like oh, I, yeah. you know like, what I, mean? I, was, like uh, I was in my in my little seat ready to go. Mm-hmm. Oh, in my, in my little in my little seat. I was in my little seat. I had my little snack and I was ready to, ready to go. <laughs> yep. All right, Ryan. What do you say we get to the old pick of the pod? Let's hit it, baby. Pick of the pod. Pick of the pod. Pick of the pod. Pick of the pod. All right. Would you like to kick, receive, defer, or defend a goal? Or you could be like Dak Prescott. And say we want to kick, kick defense. We defer, which was hilarious on Sunday. He fucked. That I up. didn't hear that, but he moron. He claims that he wanted to defer, but he said kick, kick defense before. And then the then the ref was like, "All right, so you want to kick?" And he's like, "Yeah, we want to defer, but he already said kick, which means they would have to kick both halves." But then the league jumped in. It was like, "No, no, no." He said defer, and then they allowed him to get the ball when they shouldn't have in the second half. But anyway. <laughs> That doesn't you, make any sense. That reminds me of the time when I was coaching thirds football and I told the kid, like, <laughs> defer. We, we deferred in the first half. And I, I was like, all right, you know what you're doing? I sent him out for the second half. I'm like, you know what you're doing, right? He's like, yeah. So he goes out there and he goes, Bird. I want to defer. And the, the ref's like, you can't defer. And he's like, uh, kick. <laughs> so I'm like, fuck, we didn't get the ball. Either, any, any time in the half. I was like, you know what you're doing, right? I just trusted the kid. I'm like, yeah, like, like, you know what you're I doing? I sure do. Yeah, it's like because we deferred. That's bad coaching. So we deferred. So I'm like, all right. So naturally, you're gonna take the ball, and the kid's like, defer. I'm like, god oh, damn it, fuckhead. Yeah. Um. Yeah, right, what I, do you, I know. So oh, sorry. So what, uh, is it my turn? You, I kicked. Oh, you kicked. I'll receive yeah. then. Yeah. Um. Did you see Six Underground yet on Netflix? Not yet. Is it any good? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I saw the one clip where he was like quoting Eminem to the guy in the back seat, yeah. and the guy was like, "Is that Eminem?" So <laughs> it, it's very Michael Bay. Good explosions. Oh boy, for my simple mind. Yeah. So Ryan Reynolds and Michael Bay. I would mm-hmm. say it's not as good as Bad Boys Two, but I also love Bad Boys Two. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing about me is I love. The thing Bad about Boys me 2. is I've never I've never done a stranger, and I love Bad Boys Two. 
two things. That's on my Tinder profile. Yeah. (laughs) But anyway, this is good. It's not. It's certainly not movie of the year, but it's nowhere near bottom of the year. It's a good like Sunday afternoon, like bye weekend. Yeah. Yes. So check out Six Underground on netflix mine i haven't done this in some time richard i did this a little on you don't do instagram but i mentioned this on instagram i'm on instagram dork podcast you are um uh there's a a young a young man he's not a young man anymore whose music i've been following for like 25 years and that man is beck beck um and beck's new album is called hyperspace uh it was produced largely by him and pharrell williams i'm familiar uh, you're from uh it is like if you've ever listened to like synthwave music, think of like 80s okay. LA, like synth pop, synth wave music. I mean, it is just a uh, a wonderful, wonderful album. That's um good. that in, uh and I've never heard two Beck albums that are the same. And this one might be my favorite. He's like Chris Jericho. He's able to yeah. always kind of he's change. Just, he's, yeah. yeah. And it's like an acoustic album or it's like, you know, you know, loser, the days of loser, loser, or, or he's hip hop influence, like two turntables. Like this is like, yeah, you got it. You took Spanish for a long Spanish, time. Right? No big deal. Um, But this one is like very like synth wave um, stuff. It's, it's awesome. It's just like a good chill out. Like uh, it. listen to it album. Start to finish. Kill, good kill, shit, kill, man. Kill, kill. Right. Next week. Are you prepared? No, I'm not. Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker. I'm not I'm ready. Nervous for AF for this. This needs to be one of the best movies of the decade, let alone one of the best movies of the year. And I'm not sure that it will be, but we will see it this weekend, and we will have an episode for you. And if you can't make it out this weekend, uh, we will do spoiler free for as long as we can, and then we will dive in all spoilers. So, uh, if you're traveling for Christmas next week. Uh, hopefully you'll have in your uh, subscribe to the podcast and you'll have this as soon as we upload it. So that's that you can rate review and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and just about everywhere else you can get your podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at dork podcast, YouTube, youtube.com slash dork podcast. And you can email us anytime dork podcast at gmail.com. Anything else, Ryan? Do you have anything else? You're not I'm sorry, we, I thought we were you're done. Not, I thought you, you're not the, you, you hit the thing. Fuck. I thought we were done. We don't have a thing. What do you mean a thing? I thought you already said the thing that you say when you we get. I don't have here. anything to say. Oh, I am. Well, I do have one thing to say. What's that? I'm a fiend for mojitos. Is that what we say? Or that's that's what what I thing, say. Yeah, that's the way the news goes. Do you like a mojito? I do. I like. I, I hate yeah, that line, do. but I do love a good mojito. Nice. It's no Blumpkin.